what scrimmage, how's it hanging, how's it happening? You guys, oh, this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast, and today we have Catch Your Breath back on once again. Their brand new album, Shame On Me, comes out this Friday. So we talk about what to expect on the brand new album. We look at the band's growth over the past year and how it continues to be absolutely crazy. Touring with bands like Falling Your Burst as they fire a tray you from ashes to new. And why the mentality of the band is, why not us? Are you guys ready for another great one? You better be. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, you have probably, and I will say probably because it is undoubtedly that you have watched this band's rise from the beginning of the year till now, and we're bringing them right back on because they've got a brand new called Shame On Me coming out on October 20th. You've heard the song Dial Tone. You've heard the songs 21 Gun Salute. You've heard it all. You've probably seen them live when they were on tour with Until I Wake, when they did some shows with Falling in Reverse and Ice Nine Kills, when they were on tour with Memphis May Fire and Atreyu, and now at the end of the year going back out on tour with From Ashes to New and The Word Alive. This band has been growing like crazy and... I can't wait to catch up with these guys right now and get you guys get ready for this brand new. So please welcome back to the podcast, Josh, Teddy, Keenan, and Onel from Catch Your Breath to the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome back. Hey, good to be back. Hey, very good to be back, man. It's good. It's good to have you guys back on. And like I alluded to, the growth you guys have been on since the beginning of the year has been just, it's been outstanding to see just... The amount of shows you guys have been on, the growing number of shows you guys have been on, the amount of people you've been able to play in front of, the growing numbers, everything around there. So I got to ask, it's got to feel pretty good to be seeing this kind of growth, right? Yeah, excellent. Pretty awesome. Say excellent, pretty awesome. It sounds good. And yeah. the first thing I want to ask about is because I remember when I had you on last time, it was right before the uh, Until I Wake tour kicked off. And you guys are talking about trying to get on bigger shows, you know, bigger tours and everything. And then right after that, I saw you guys get on a number of shows for that popular monster with Falling Reverse and Ice Nine Kills. So how did that all turn out? It was insane, man. It was so fun, uh, surreal experience. You know, playing in front of 10,000 people every night is no joke. A lot of growing pains for sure, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of growing pains. So, so I growing- think that was, a, that was the first time we got nervous for a show like in a long ass time. For uh, the first one we did with them, yeah. Say, so, well, are you nervous that first time around? I mean, I, I know it's a big show. I know it's a lot of people, but like, what were the nerves going through you at that moment? Especially, you know, probably walking on stage and seeing how many people are out there with that, having the moment of like, "Holy fuck, how did this happen?" Well, that yeah, I mean, plays it into a, it. I, I think Josh. like we 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 like we were nervous about playing in front of a lot of people, but it was also like not looking stupid in front of some of our idols. You know, like we, de- we definitely didn't want to look stupid in front of like Under Oath or Slaughter to Prevail, and definitely not Ronnie because, like, because you know he will he'll call you up. <laughs> yeah, he will. He, he would go to Twitter and be like, "Yo, this Catch Your Breath band sucks." <laughs> nah, just kidding. He wouldn't do that. Probably not. No, <laughs> but no, it was a great experience. Um, their crew loved us. We never heard anything bad. We actually got a thank you like letter card from Ronnie and Falling in Reverse. Uh, so it was like and it was champagne really too, right? yeah we got we got some champagne from them uh it was awesome man uh the the catering was freaking insane probably one of the highlights of the, that whole tour was having catering oh yeah healthy food every day was great 
Which oh, is a definite noticeable difference on your mood and how you play and all that stuff. You're not feeling like shit. So it was a whole different experience that we knew we shouldn't get used to. And we missed it till this day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, hopefully it's an experience you can get used to later down the line, but it just, it, it does a couple of things. One, it just shows you how good it can possibly get when it comes to, you get to that level where you're playing in front of 10,000 people. You're able to eat healthy every single day. You're not dependent upon fast food uh, joints and, you know, gas station sushi. That's probably going to make your guts explode. If you ever think about buying it, there's so oh, many God. little things that get wrapped up in there, but to see again, the growth that you guys have been having and to get a taste of what it's like to potentially be on these top tours and to really get a feel for it. I understand where the growing pains can come in and not wanting to think about, okay, don't want to get used to this because of course going out on tour, once again, you're probably not going to have this for maybe some time, maybe for a while, maybe you'll get it again next year. Who knows? But all comes down to the, just, you see where it is. You see your music can lead you where it is leading you. And it's got to be very inspirational, even for you guys as well, as you guys are going on more tours, as the new album's coming out, everything around there. And then playing with your idols as well, like playing with Fallen Reverse, playing with Under Oath, playing with Slar to Prevail. It's you guys, if I would have told you guys this, you know, a year ago, you would have been doing this. Would any of you guys ever believe me that you'd been playing with those guys? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe maybe eventually, but uh, next year, I was like, that was just crazy. the, The way it blew up, like in magnitude so fast yeah but if it's gonna blow up in magnitude like our agent for all that too yeah yeah you gotta think that's like he he's a huge piece our our booking guy he's he's a really another big part of why we were even there you know yeah shout out nick you're the best and yeah you always got to give the booking guy he's got to give the rest of the team a shout out as well everything matters every little piece matters yeah if you don't give them a shout out then it's you know it it shows appreciation for what they're doing especially because as you guys musicians going up there on stage performing every night as you're creating the music as well there's so many other people around helping out with this that are elevating the band to a certain level to where again seeing you guys do some opening spots for some of these other bands all of a sudden now you're going and doing opening spots again for falling in reverse ice night kills now all of a sudden the end of the year you're doing it with from ashes to new and the word alive it just keeps going it just keeps growing and again it's it's really cool to see i, I gotta keep saying that and i want to jump back a little bit more to you guys going out uh you know with falling in reverse especially because that's again a large amount of people you're playing in front of like ten thousand potentially a night what was it like being up on stage in front of that many people, especially as a band that's been growing at the rate that you guys have been? Like, I mean, I'm, sorry, you can go first. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, on stage was probably like really no different. It, it was probably actually more fun with like a ton of people in front of us while we were playing. Um, it was before we went on stage that was kind of the nerve wracking part. It was like yeah. waiting to go on and play. It was like, it was like, oh shit! Like every night, every night we would do the same thing. We would we would come up and get ready and look out at the audience and be like, man, that's a shitload of people. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would just go up and crush and have like the absolute best time of our lives. For me, it was more like not even the amount of people because before we played the uh, whole Falling Reverse tour, we played this uh, festival in Oklahoma called Cat Fest. Oh, yeah, and that, yeah. was, that was a very large amount of people. 
and uh it was during the daytime outside so it kind of like set in what the crowd was going to be like before you actually hopped on there but for falling in reverse uh for me the nervous part wasn't even like the amount of people it was just like how we went from doing a club tour where it's like you know it's like 400 500 people and then the stage is just like right next to the green room it's chill it's like a bar environment then this time it's like you don't know what you're walking out into in these like stadiums and you just like walk out and you see all this expensive like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment just sitting right there if you're really careful don't leave your water on the stage anything like that that's what <laughs> made me more nervous it's like everything's so much more legit all of a sudden it's yeah the, like, the, yeah the seriousness <laughs> of everything like yeah amplified like where like when we like say for instance we did we did the tour with uh, memphis and atreyu and it was like super lex like uh there would there would be like a sign here and there telling people how to get to their green rooms like when we went on the falling tour there it was like a guy's job to go hang up flyers on the door and then like make a pathway out of like colored tape arrows to show you where your green room was and then they also had uh safe rooms just in case anything went terribly wrong during this during the show there was like safe rooms there and they had like cops come in with dogs that sniffed bags and like dude i'm telling you it, the, the seriousness of it would like amplified by like ten thousand percent and it was like that that's that was like our eyes opening and being like okay like this is where it can end up and like this is how serious it can be so like you know, there, there's something to strive for there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always take our job seriously, but when it goes from, like, chill environment where, you know, you, you got to stick to a schedule, but it wasn't like everything's got to be perfect with the timing. This yeah, is so much like more you, pressure. Yeah. You can roll up to, like, your sound check, like, within 30 minutes of, like, your <laughs> at, at, on, like, club tours. Uh during the falling and reverse shows though, it was like we had to be at red rocks at 7am. And then I think every other load in was like 9am after that. And yeah, like we had to be there, be there because if we weren't there, like somebody was pissed at it yeah. because like if we're not there at 9am, then like this, this truck can't fit here and they can't do this job. So like we have to be there. And yes, our sound check isn't until three or four o'clock, but, you better be here at 9 a.m. And it was like, okay, you know, it, it, it's just like, it's, it's a lot different and it's just like a lot more serious, but it's probably because there's a lot more people involved and like a lot more money. A lot more but money. It be that way. Cause that shows you the standards of how things are supposed to be. Yep. Yeah. It's like the seriousness level of like that tour versus like any other tour we've done is like the potential amount of money that those bands are making. Like they're, we're talking about like a million dollars a night in revenue each night for all the bands, maybe even a falling reverse. So like they are like super strict because anything goes wrong, it hurts like a million dollars versus like a club tour. You know, these bands make like what, 10, 20 K a night, maybe. But it's just like a whole different league of like craziness. <laughs> yeah, it makes I think sense. Drop. 
Yeah, I think it did. If he jumps back on, I'll get him back on easily. It's no big deal. But that's just insane to think about as well. You're used what you're used to, you know, club shows and just going to these different, like, you know, larger music venues. Even before the Fire Reverse tour, it's, you know, smaller clubs where even sometimes the stage is like two or three feet off the ground and there's no barricade in between you guys and the and the crowd. There's no security there. People can jump up, up on stage and jump off and have a blast. And now it's like, cause I know some of the venues you guys were at with the uh, Memphis a Fire and uh, Treyu Tour. Now it's like, okay, some of these bigger venues, some more people where, you know, maybe a night you're getting like 750 to 1,000 people to show up. Now there's more into it, but it still has that same vibe compared to, you know, when you have something as big as arena shows with so much money, so much production going behind there. It does make sense where they're going to want to have everything be on such a rigid schedule so that they can make sure everything goes off without a hitch so that when the fans come to the show, when the fans are seeing you perform live, it seems like there has been no issue that there's nothing wrong that's happening. Everything is just so spot on, slick, clean, good to go. But it's it's still intense just to go from, you know, one end of the spectrum all the way to the other and then kind of going back to it. But not as far back. It's like you're still continuing to grow, but it's oh. still just having that massive leap forward to see this is what it could potentially be. That's still it's still something amazing that amazes me to this day that you guys had the ability to do and still crushed it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yep. Thank you. It's a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work and pays off. And during those shows as well, because taking a look at the bands that were on the build in terms of, you know, notoriety, in terms of fan followership and listenership, I knew that, you know, Flowers Prevail, Under Oath, Ice Nine Kills, Crown the Empire, Funiverse, of course, going to have much more of a larger capacity in that and since then you guys did at that point in time. But when you guys were out on stage and you guys were playing your songs, did you have those moments where the fans knew every single word to the songs, especially when songs like 21 Gun Salute huh. and Dial Tone came on? Oh, man. Uh, at yeah, that plenty. time, it was Dial Tone, man. I, I, I remember specifically playing in Hershey, uh, at the uh at the hockey arena I, f- I forget what the the hockey is probably giant stadium or something like that i can't remember anyways uh we we played dial tone and i remember hearing over my ear the crowd singing dial tone back to me and uh the same night uh, we we were playing 21 gun salute on that uh, on that tour and it hadn't been released yet so nobody knew it but during the bridge of that, I told everyone to get out their cell phones and lighters. And I mean, they lit up that entire stadium. And like, that was like our first like cue that uh, like people might end up like 21 gun salute, you know, they might end up going over well and Hershey, but, but Hershey, yeah, Hershey was insane. Man, that just puts a oh, smile yeah. on my face to hear that. It's it, That's insane. I absolutely love hearing it, seeing the fact that the fans, even like especially 21 Gun Salute, took to a song so heavily that it hadn't even been released yet. And then, of course, when Dial Tone comes on, everyone was know the words to that song. Everyone's getting into it. Everyone's singing along to it. And it's just with that many people potentially singing back, you know, over your in-ears as well, it just had to just be this pounding, just overbearing thing. It's like, are my in-ears broken or is is the crowd just that loud? Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> well, I could never hear that, bit, but they, they told me about it. <laughs> so if, I'm, of just, course, I'm so just poking at Keenan. 
I'll say, of course, Onel couldn't hear it. He's going smash and grab behind the kit the whole entire time. So that's yeah, all he's focusing on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't hear. We gotta add a, we have to add a crowd mic or something, man. Because like, I feel like they're just dead, and I'm like, just I feel to- like we're playing these songs. And I just feel like just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Just a side note. I don't think Keenan's wireless and in ears have ever worked simultaneously for one show. No. No, that's because <laughs> oh, yeah, he Myers was always furthest away. He was always running. It's always, videos on, I was going to say, it's always like it's always a guitar wireless or their in-ears. It's one or the other. Something's messing up or I can't hear myself through my in-ears. Well, now we're, we're getting a good upgrade soon, so... <laughs> I'll say I hope you guys are getting a good upgrade with that with that kind of stuff, especially the shows you guys are playing, the notoriety the band is gaining, and hopefully the money that's getting being made is even more so that you guys can get that upgrade. <laughs> so Keenan isn't running around like a chicken with his head cut off trying to make something work, whether it's his in-ears or his wireless, just whatever it might be. Yeah, man, the fans are taking good care of us. Yeah, sure. And, man, they're going to keep taking good care of you as well because, I mean, you probably saw it once again, like, you know, right when you went on tour with Memphis A. Fire and Atrey, who just seen how people were being receptive to the band as well now that it's, you know, a little bit of a smaller setting compared to the Falling Reverse one. But it's something where people know more about the band and people know the kind of tour you guys just came on. So, in a way, that gives a little more stock to fans that are just getting to catch your breath like, Oh shoot! This band is really something. If they've already gone on tour with this, they've played th- th- these kind of big shows. What's coming next? Like it just kind of adds in there. So, did you oh, see wow. a lot of the growth continue on off of that during the Memphis May Fire Atreyu tour? Say that again. Did you guys see a lot of the growth and like from the fans' perspective to continue on from the uh, final anniversary when you went on tour with Memphis May Fire and Atreyu? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we had a ton of people come back um, saying, like, they just caught us a month ago at the Falling River store. It was really every day. It was, like, our old uh, our previous tour manager. He was on tour with, like, Escape the Fate, I think. Or Mudvayne at first, and then Escape. And he was saying that uh, he was seeing a lot of people with, like, our shirts at, like, at their shows. And obviously, we weren't playing. And I was like, well, that's a sign right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're seeing our stuff at their shows and we're not even there. We're, we're like in a whole different state. You know what I mean? So that, that was, that's cool to hear. I'll say if there is a sign that there's plenty of signs that you can pick up on, but that is definitely one of those signs that you guys are really catching on with a lot of fans is people are going to shows, people are wearing your shirts and they're not even at your shows and people that are in the industry, people you guys know are catching on to this and they're seeing this and it's like they wouldn't say it if it was like, oh, I saw it once or twice. No, they were saying it because they're seeing it on a consistent basis day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. So now hope cool. and now hopefully this can all just continue on with you guys going out on tour with From Ashes to New and the Word Alive, which personally I'm not gonna lie, I'm really, really excited to see where that's gonna go. Well, how would it be bigger the album would be out by then or before then? So they'd be streaming it and it'd be bigger. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping. I think, so. I think so. I really like our album a lot. So yeah, that's a, <laughs> we just released Mirror, uh, and we're going to be going on tour. Echo is going to be there too, so there's going to be a nice little feature every night. 
That was actually something I was bright, gonna ask about potentially a little later on, but now we're talking about it, doing a jump into it because I had no idea who Echo was at all. And recently, I ended up talking with Telly from the Word Alive as well about the tour, and he's like, "Yeah, of course I know." You know, for matching, they went on tour together last year. He's like, "Of course I know to uh, catch your breath, but I don't know anything about Echo." So, what's really cool about the whole entire aspect with you guys releasing a song with Echo right before, like with the album, but also as a single before the album comes out is. A lot of people that are going to be going to that show, going to that tour to see you guys and they're going to be listening to the brand new album, they're going to actually get a taste of what Echo is like. So you're actually bringing more people in the foray even for the opener than, you know, maybe somebody else is potentially doing, which is still a really cool thing. I got to know who he was even more now. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of down for this. This is going to be interesting. Let's see where this is going to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, we talked him into that when we were doing uh, our TikTok shoots for Mirror. Because he was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do it. You know, it's kind of like a rock thing. And I like, you know, I'll be the opener. I don't know how it's going to go for me. And we were like, dude, like, regardless of whatever you think, just go because we promise we'll make it fun for you regardless. And so he was like, all right. And he's he's going to go on tour with us. I think it's going to go over really well for him because I think his music is going to cross over so well with our scene. Uh, so I think. I think it's just nothing but good news for Echo and people are about to figure out who Echo is really quick. I tend to have to agree with you on that, especially given the tour you guys are going on with From Ashes to New Headlining, Mm -hmm. where that crossover between where you guys are, where the word alive is and where Echo is completely funnels a lot through From Ashes to New in that mixture and just kind of off branching off for the fans. And with From Ashes being the headliner, that's going to be, of course, the main draw as any tour is. It's always the headliner that's the main draw. So people are going to be more open to what Echo's going to have, especially if they don't know who he is. And after listening exactly. to Mirror as well, they're going to have a little bit of a taste behind it, getting into it. So the, the dude's in a perfect spot, especially when it comes to trying to cross fan bases and cross genres. This is the perfect tour for him to go on. Yeah, he kind of sits in like, he's not the same artist and they don't sound the same, but he kind of sits in the same spectrum as like Ryan Oaks, you know, where like, they're 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 like a rap artist but they're not completely a rap artist they're in the alternative community so like they add like that rock element and it's really nice uh so i think like we were we were sold that echo should do this tour before we even spoke to him about it because you know we we know he's gonna crush on that tour and uh the fact that we we all know each other and we're friends is just like icing on the cake so I can remember mm-hmm. like when we were talking about when we're eventually going to play Mirror Live, and we're like, it would be so cool. Uh, you know, if Echo actually comes out and did this with us, wouldn't it? And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and here we're going to play a whole tour with him. Yeah. You to play a whole tour with him, and you get to do this every single night, bring him up on stage. And th- that just adds more to the show as well. When, you know, we, we know a lot of bands and they have, you know, different people that are on tour with them. And those the bands or those artists have featured on those certain songs. It's always something that sits in the back of your head as a fan where, oh shit, this band is touring with this band. They did this song together as a feature. Can we get something like that to happen one night or the whole entire tour where they just come out and sing that song? It was like with the Emotions and White tour that's happening right now. Every time Brian Garris comes out and sings Slaughterhouse to them, it's just, that's something that the fans wait for every single moment. So this is something where even if the fans don't know what they're getting, if you liked Echo, especially when you first go see him on this tour, and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, that was cool, that was slick. And then they see him come up and perform Mirror Live with you guys. 
I mean, that just adds more fuel to the fire. It adds more of an experience to the fan that's going to be there that doesn't know exactly maybe some of all this music, maybe even any of it, just looking forward to seeing maybe the war life, maybe just from ashes to new, but it's like, now you're sold. Now you've witnessed something that you're probably not going to witness again for quite some time. Yep. Yep. Get the nail on the head. And and it's a cool thing. And even when listening through mirror as well, it was, I wasn't necessarily sure what to expect on that track given, you know, I'm like, okay, well I've, you know, here dial tone here, 21 gun salute here, are all the other ones you guys got going out right now. When mirror came out, I'm like, this is, this wasn't necessarily what I was expecting. But then again, I kind of went in there happily not knowing what to expect because of the echo feature. I'm like, how's this all going to play together? So how this whole entire song come together fully to make it the way it is today? Um, I, be- I believe it was, I went to do like a few like one-off songs, you know? And uh, I think Teddy would probably remember better how the echo thing got thrown around. Yeah, so it was... Me and you, we went to uh, to Vegas with Curtis to record like two singles or something. Like after Dialtone, it was like I before we got remember, signed. Yeah. It was like it was a year ago. Uh, before we got signed, before we did anything, um, we went back to our producer. Is like, all right, we need to re- make the next, you know, next big hit, and let's do like a fun like rock song. And then uh, we did Mirror, and he was like, "Do my boy Echo lives in Vegas?" I, I tell him come over and see what he can do and it was like we were like okay um so he comes over he, we put on like the verse and he's listens to it like a couple of times like okay i got something shit you know he goes into the vocal booth and like just freestyles his fucking line his uh all his parts yeah. I'm like, holy shit that was the coolest fucking thing i've ever i've ever like experienced like you see that shit all the time with like that one rapper tiktoker youtuber guy the white guy um he does like freestyles with people giving him words and he, he freestyles like a whole like song with those words. And like, you see yeah, that online. Like, almost like a little Dicky style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's very like, it's very cool and talented. When you see it, like when you watch it through like a screen, but when you're, when you're there in person and someone's doing that in, in like in real life, like right next to you, it's like, it's so impressive. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You, you have yeah. another, like what's it called? Like outlook or I meant, um, like respect to that type of like <laughs> talent it's it's crazy like i liked but rap yeah, that's how before it, but i have so much more of an appreciation for it yeah but yeah there yeah that's what i was looking for you was like you don't realize how like crazy that is until you're like in person experiencing firsthand it's like holy shit yeah it's a whole nother a good uh, rapper a good rapper their brain just works different dude <laughs> yeah it's crazy like see experiencing that in person was like wow and then the song turned out really fucking sick and then uh, a year later, we got signed, and then they're like, Mirror should be like the focus track. I'm like, okay. And then now we're here with Mirror being this, the last single before the album drops. Yeah, it's the last little taste that we get of the album before the whole entire thing drops. It's just, here's the last little bit you get. Here's the last little teaser we get before the whole entire thing. But it, that is incredibly crazy to just say, you think about that as well, where you guys have come in just kind of, you know, your producer knows them, bring them in, let's see what happens. And the way that, it, for me, when I listened through it, the way his vocals worked on Mirror just 
as a contrast, especially Josh, what you did in the first verse, it was like you hear more of this aggression in Echo's voice. And it kind of, in my mindset, comparing to the where I thought the song was going, had like this self-hating sort of energy to it, this aggression towards that, which is a little bit more of a different style from what you were going for in the verses. But the energy overall and just the idea and the emotional flow from one spot to the next from when your verse went to the course, then when, when Echo's verse went to the course, all the emotion, the storytelling, everything all went through congruently. It all matched perfectly, even though there was a different tone and different aggression completely going forward between the two. Plus his rap style in there and having more of a quicker pace behind it, a little more of these quicker hits, quicker style vocal. That really amplified everything for me in this song to make not only his part better, but in contrast with that tone and with that pacing, your part even better as well as all you other guys with the back instrumentals, everything else, just amplifying that every step of the way to bring it to its full feel. Because when you get to the chorus, I mean, you feel it, you hear it, you're, it, it gets you right here. And you're just like, man, I felt that shit. <laughs> well, thank you. That's what we try to do. It's like, I know that's what you guys try to do. It's like every time I, the times I've seen you guys play live, it's just, you know, I'm always in the pit. I'm always trying to have a blast, push people around, have a good time. But there's always this, this, whenever I listen to you guys play and see you guys play live, it's, there's this different sort of like emotional weight that always gets added to it. Just with the way you guys are making your songs, the way that all the sounds are coming together, all the progressions, how the instrumentals and the vocals are playing together. It's just emotional weight that just hits a little bit harder compared to a lot of other bands that I see. And it just, it takes your sound and turns it into something that I really struggle to find somebody else that has that kind of emotional weight behind it, but can still, you know, hit pound and ground hard like you guys can do at times and just really make it work all together. It's, it's a really unique combination that it's, if you, if you don't, if they're trying to describe it, it doesn't work. But if you see you guys play live and you just hear the songs, then you understand it. It's, it's the craziest thing. Yeah, like I, I would say the the songs are like the conduit to our emotions and the stage is where we release everything, you know. That kind of sounds about right, because the last time I saw you guys would have been at the uh, at the oh good old ill-fated Blue Ridge Rock Fest, though, because the one day that actually Ooh. went there, oh, boy. <laughs> the one day that actually where, you know, they there was no, you know, delay or cancellations or stuff like that. You guys actually played. And I remember I was in the crowd. I'm like. Can see catch your breath again already. Let's have a good time. And as a fan, you know, during your guys' set, I had a good time and just the emotional weight that you guys are able to put out through the performance, through the vocals, through that live setting, absolutely hit. Even hearing other people talk about people that I was staying with during that weekend, like they were talking raving about your performance as well. So even if things, you know, at the whole entire festival didn't go good at all, we'll put it that way, you guys were still one of the highlights. Thank oh, you, yeah, man. Thank you. Definitely just glad we got to play that one at all in general. Yeah, because there for a minute, it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we don't I have mean, to talk about that day. <laughs> everyone knows. Yeah, everyone point. everyone knows about what happened that weekend. Everyone knows about even what happened during those days as well. If anyone wants like an inside look of what happened, everyone can just go and check out what... uh the tank the tech who was a uh, tour managing electric cowboy for their tour he went through a whole list of what happened so if you guys want to go check it out there go check it out there because it's been said it's been documented yeah all hail tank yeah all hail tank oh tank can you see okay <laughs> well, they're actually playing like two 
three bands after us, right? Electric Cowboy. Yeah, to the stage. Yeah, it seemed like a good first hand account. Exactly. When the entire we were festival was at that stage, that's when they were playing. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cause I was up because I saw you guys play, and then all of a sudden, right after, I'm like, okay, I'm running down one of the main stages because the Mice and Men was playing. My first time seeing them. Then running all the way back up to the stage, you guys planning to catch what was me and then chill there and not move because I was not going to miss Electric Cowboy playing. It's just, you just, I, I, you, I couldn't do that, especially with how fun their shows look like. I, I had to go see it. And I'm glad they're like, out how of, many, how long had it been since of Mice and Men had played a show before Blue Ridge? I heard it was like a while. Um, 2019, I think. No way. Really? Yeah, because I they cause haven't I, played a show since because I remember correctly they were on tour with like a small run with Evanescence in 2019. I was supposed to go and see them, and I got tickets specifically to see a Mice and Men. And then Aaron got sick the day of the show, so they uh, pulled out of that one. And then I was supposed to see him another time in 2021, I think maybe 2022. And then they just didn't play, and they're like, "Nope, we're not doing it. We're not doing it." And now it's like that was their first show back, and now they're. Gonna, you're going out with Bull for my Valentine, and they're going over to Europe. It's like, well, looks like they came back, but yeah, everyone's seeing your set, and then pretty much I remember everyone pretty much just like bum rushed down the hill to go see a Mice and Men because it was the first time seeing him in God knows how long. Yeah, like four years. I didn't even no, know that they had gone on like a live music hiatus because they were still like releasing music throughout that time. So I just like kind of assumed that they were still touring. I think everyone kind of did because whenever, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, everyone and their mom wanted a tour because it, we finally could again. But then who knows what happened with them? I don't question. I'm just happy that they're back touring once again. Yeah, same. Sure. I, I, just, I just figured somebody might have more knowledge about what was going on than I did. And you did. You had more knowledge than I did. So. <laughs> I, I had like this much more knowledge than you. Just a little, little bit. Just a little bit. Which more is still more, sir. I concur with that. <laughs> uh, so again, you know, now we're seeing continuing on just going, you're right about to release the album right now. You've got your singles out there. Dial tone still from the first of my talk guys till now is still consistently going strong. Like I've not seen that song die out at all. And of course the new album coming out, what's, what can we expect on the new album that we haven't heard yet from the singles? Of course, do I want you to give away everything? Absolutely not, because we only have a couple more days to wait. I expect to, to feel it. Expect to feel every emotion, probably, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think the thing to expect is to not have expectations, because yeah. we, we honestly, we, I don't even, I wouldn't like putting a genre on us after our album comes out is going to be really hard. We just we just play music, man. We just make good music. That's kind of what I was hoping to hear in a way because when you think about uh, when you think about the bands that are especially in the scene today that are absolutely massive that are growing that are the biggest ones out there, it's the bands that can basically take their sound and do anything with it. Bring me the horizon, bad omens, falling in reverse, or bands that have just found their own unique thing and have just gone full force with it and are killing it, like Knock Loose and Ice Nine Kills. But it's kind of like thinking about where you guys are coming from. It's with what O'Neill said: expect to feel every emotion. And then you get Josh saying that it's going to be hard to put a genre on you guys once this album comes out. That's something that really puts a lot of positivity in my mind because. When I listen to your guys' music, it's the thing that gets me is 
how you're able to deliver on all that emotion within your songs, how you're able to deliver on it from the vocal side, from the instrumental backing to how everything comes into play, no matter what song it is. So now all of a sudden, if we get something softer, if we get something harder, if we get something faster paced, if we get something that's all, you know, all over the freaking map in one song, but it all still hits with that emotional flow. That's really where I think it's going to hit because again, now we know exactly what's the core of Catch Your Breath. They're going to make you feel every emotion as powerful as possible. What's their style going to be? It's that. It can go anywhere they want with it. That's the key. Our style is Catch Your Breath. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was definitely um, that was definitely a goal we set for ourselves when um, we were thinking about the encompassing sounds going in the album is to subvert expectations. Well, still, you know, we we give the satisfaction when it's due. Like there's there's riffs, there's beat downs, there's ballads, there's everything, but all done to taste and all done our way. So now one thing is over. Yeah, I think it also comes from like we're also like eclectic in what we like, and luckily I'm able to do like a few different vocal styles so that we're able to actually write pretty much whatever we put our mind to so i think gather what you've heard from catch your breath before there's gonna be that on there but there's also gonna be like some stuff where we got experimental and we wanted to try out this style of music or like hey like i like our producer would come up to us and be like i like did a really weird production thing last night like uh for my confession you guys know about like that one's weird um, but like he came up to us with like a weird production idea and we went with it cause we thought it was cool. And I, I would say that's probably one of the most standout different songs on the album. Um, so th- there's like, there's like a lot, we, we did a lot of stuff. I think we ended up recording almost 20 songs total. So like, yeah, we, we experimented a lot. We had a lot of fun and we, we wrote we wrote some pretty cool shit. I think you guys are really gonna like it. So remember the last time I talked to you guys because your producer came in for like a little bit and was talking about again like I think he was talking about <laughs> dial tone with how I was like okay you knew that one was gonna be a hit how it was gonna pop and just if he's gonna start coming up with some crazy ideas and you guys are able to experiment with them now that's got me even more interested again seeing where someone who you guys have worked with put your faith and put your trust in. And is you're able to work with your sound around there, play around with it, see where you're going to take these ideas and now put it into the album and just see where the fans are going to take it. Again, my key is if you guys are able to hit on all those emotional, you know, powerhouse feels that you're able to deliver, which every single song you've put out from this album so far as singles you have, if it keep if that, if that trend just keeps up it, when it comes to style, it doesn't matter what style you guys pick because you guys are going to play around with it. You guys are going to figure out how to deliver on what makes Catch Your Breath great and what's continuing to make you guys into the band that you are going to be going forward. And the best thing about it is, what's the band going to be going forward? It's whatever the hell you guys want to be because you guys are figuring it out. You guys are able to play with your sound, but you're still able to deliver every step of the way of what you want to deliver. That's that's huge. It's it's massive. Yeah, like, like kind of our, our point, like to ourselves is to carve our own path and and we've been really good at doing that and like there have been certain people along the way that have told us like 
oh, you know, you can't do that because nobody does that. Or you can't do this because, you know, nobody else has done that or, you know, this or that. But we've been able to, you know, prove a lot of those people wrong while simultaneously carving our own path. Uh, we got a really good team. Um, we owe a lot to Teddy in his in his online uh, computer skills. Prowess. For sure. The man's a genius. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're doing exactly what we said we were going to do and exactly what we set out to do from the very beginning. We haven't deviated at all. And yeah, we're just kind of sticking with it and trusting, trusting that we know what we're doing and that we've surrounded ourselves with other people who also know what they're doing. Well, thinking about this, jumping back to the Falling in Reverse tour, take a look at the bands that were on there consistently and how they, they've they pretty much carved out their own path for what they want to do. Falling in Reverse, Ice Nine Kills, Slard Prevail, Under Oath. It's, it, it makes sense all of a sudden to see where you guys landed on there and you guys are carving your own path in your own way. What, with Dial Tone blowing up on TikTok, it's, you know, not many songs had really blown up to even at that point where we'd see what happened with Bad Omens. But all of a sudden, now it's like, now you guys are coming in and it's super duper hot it, It's and it's working. And you might get people to come up and say, oh, well, that's not how it's done. That's never been done before. Well, every other band that's ever like really hit massively, they're doing stuff that's never been done before. That's what makes it special. That's, I mean, if Bring Me the Horizon didn't do whatever the hell they felt like, do, do you think they'd be one of the biggest bands out there right now? If 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 Ronnie Radke just kept going off of everything that he had ever done on Escape the Fate, Falling in Reverse would be an afterthought right now. If Ice Nine Kills didn't go full into their own ideas and go full into the horror gimmick, which was something that no one had really ever tried before, they wouldn't be opening for freaking Metallica right now and playing in front of, yep. you know, stadiums worth of people. It's bands that just figure out what they're what they want to do. They figure out where they lie within there, how they can use their sound to amplify that and mm -hmm. sort of carve their own path out in a way like you guys are doing. Those are the ones that continue to grow, that continue to be the trenders, that continue to be the ones that are going to last the longest in the scene going forward. The ones that the fans clamor for because where else are you going to get something like that from that from that sound, from the way it makes you feel, than that band right there. From you guys, from Fun Reverse, from Ice Nine Kills, from Sarfville. Literally, I could go off and start rattling more off, like even rattling off Bring Me the Horizon once again. It's those bands are the ones that continue to stick out, especially... In a time right now where, you know, so there's such an availability to get music right now, and there's so much noise to try and break through, you guys are doing it. Like you guys are literally doing it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And it's, Bring Your Horizons it, is a good example, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's somewhere I'm going to say this even too. It's noticeable. Like with you guys, it's noticeable from when I first found out about you guys, first interviewing you guys, seeing you guys play a couple of times already. And just seeing the growth that the band has been on, like it's happening. And the key is, is you guys are still wanting more. You guys are still wanting to go after it, continue to grow, continue to expand, just continue to do this stuff and continue to grow within yourselves. And I think this album is going to be one thing that's going to show that to everybody else that hasn't been paying attention yet and validate everybody that has been. Yeah, man, this is only the beginning. We still have a whole lot to say. We're loud mouths in this band, so. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it's only the first album. That's the crazy part. I, I oh, just told them that I wanted to. I didn't want to take three albums to get to where most of these mm -hmm. bands are at. I want to be on, but by the second album, I wanted to be, be there. You know, hungry. 
Yeah. Don't be afraid to be different. Yeah, because okay. you know, if you're gonna end up being just super duper normal like the episode of SpongeBob where he just gets completely and utterly normal, then you're gonna be sitting at a desk all day, you know, typing in different data points for a company that's paying you maybe fifty thousand dollars a year and you wonder what the hell happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean if that's if that's what you wanna do, mm -hmm. then you know, crunch those numbers. Some people really like numbers. <laughs> but you know, don't 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 you be processing. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't don't be afraid to actually try at what you want to do because you can try at what you want to do and fail and at least you tried and or you could fail at something you don't want to do you know yeah it, it, exactly it's i've what i've kind of figured out too is is i'd rather sit, try something if i failed at it then i can say hey at least i tried then not trying at all, and then later on in life, looking back and thinking, I wish I had tried it, and just constantly living in the world of what if instead of living the world of now and looking back at stuff and memories fondly. It's such a like it's such a cliche thing to say, though, isn't it? But like it's only it's only it's only cringy if you're someone who has never tried and you just have like that invasive voice <laughs> that just tells you like, oh, that's so stupid and childish. It's like what why there are other people who do it why can't you i i had a i had a i had a coach when i was growing up because i played sports that would always say why not you like why not you why not us if they can do it why can't we do it and for some reason that's like the one thing out of my entire <laughs> sports career that i actually took and applied to my life is like why not you if you actually put in the effort and try you can make something out of it. You may not be, you know, if you want to be a, a YouTuber, you don't have to be, you know, Mr. PewDiePie. Pie. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be PewDiePie, but you can make a great living for yourself just doing YouTube and paying your bills. What's wrong with being a middle class person working on YouTube? You know, you do YouTube for a living. That's awesome. And you're middle class doing it. So you're like, you know, you're not hurting for anything, but you're not like crazy rich. What's wrong with that? It's it's everybody comparing themselves to everyone else and wanting what everyone else has instead of just doing what they love and, and taking what they get from it, you know. Yeah, instead of just comparing yourself to everybody else and trying to one up everybody, you know, keep up with the Joneses, it's figure out exactly what you want in life and go after that. Because like, oh, no, like you said, you know, you didn't want to take two, take three albums to get to the point where, you know, people are really recognizing you starting to get going. You want to do that much earlier. You guys are and looking at what Josh said, you know, why not us? You guys took that and ran with it. You guys are figuring it out. And to the point where, you know, shame on me is coming out and you guys have gotten so much more notoriety than so many other bands, maybe almost, you know, 99.9% .9 of artists and bands out there when they released their first album or first real record. Holy shit. I mean, you guys are so much further ahead in the game there and still hungry for more. Can you say, Hey, why not us? Why not us? Why not us? Yeah, we're, just, like, we're just out here being the best version of ourselves. And that's, I guess that's what I was trying to say. We also have a great team. Yeah great team but great backing so that all does play it's all about yeah it's a big part of it is who you surround yourself with and it's like the same thing in life who you surrounding you, yourself you, with you know what was what, what was crazy though when we're at aftershock the, uh what's the i should know his name but the vocalist for corn jonathan davis oh, oh jonathan davis, davis yeah he was in the, we were all he was there it was like 
we're in the same catering room and everything, and it was just no, no, no. That, that was my head. mind. That was head. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head was there, but still fucking awesome. <laughs> Either way, like they were there, and it's like, and I was thinking that to myself. Was it's weird how you put your, when you put yourself in the same room as these people, good things just happen. Yeah, man. Even if like you're not directly talking to them, it's just like it's something about that energy, you know, like. Mm. It, it changes things for for you. There's something some about that energy, some of that positivity. It just keeps growing. And one thing I actually am now expecting is, especially after hearing, you know, why not us? I'm expecting potentially on this run with From Ashes to New, I'm walk up to the merch table and just see you guys have a shirt that says "Catch Your Breath" on the back. It just says "Why Not Us." <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we are uh, thinking about what to do next with our our merch. Design yeah, new new, new designs pretty soon. <laughs> Hey, if one of those designs ends up coming out that says, why not us? I will walk up to the merch table, I'll throw down something, yell, shut up, and take my money. <laughs> uh, I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way just yet. <laughs> eh, who knows? Maybe you guys will just get, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, but one can hope, right? Maybe I'll just might just end up having a shirt that just says, why not us, and show up at the show and be like, who the heck wore that? Yep. Yeah. We know who that we're is. Gonna to, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to take this to the freaking stratosphere. We'll see. We'll see. I got one more question for you guys before we end this, and le- I let you guys go on your merry way. It's something I've been asking every single artist I've had on the podcast for a little bit now, and I wanted to do it with you guys, and I want to get one from each of you. Okay, so we're gonna do four total, one from each of you guys. Can you each give me one band? that you would recommend people to go check out in the scene. Doesn't have to be you guys have to be anybody that you guys know. This can be anybody that you recommend go check out. Big, small, whatever. I just want to get people more suggestions on what to check out in rock metal world that you guys are absolutely loving uh, right now. I got one. I'll go first before people take it from me. All uh, right. You're up. The day Dawn just dropped an album and it's really good. Oh yeah. Like, Three dude. Days Grace meets Deftones but slightly heavier. And it it's perfect. <laughs> Every song actually is super catchy. He's not wrong. They're they're and great guys, dude. So super mm-hmm. sweet dudes. Josh nice, Stern. I'll say nice pick, nice pick. I literally had him on the podcast too, maybe a couple weeks ago because of the new album. And now it's like I forgot you guys were on tour with them too. But that's a perfect way to put it, man. Because I do agree with you. Yep. Um. Uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, they're they're kind of breaking out in America right now, but Eminence. Yeah. They're on super, tour. super good band. Their vocalist plays the violin while he screams. It's fucking awesome. Oh, that's a great pick. That is a fantastic pick. And they're coming over to the U.S. at the end of the year, too. So if you guys are able to go check them out, go check them out. Oh, hell yeah. If they, if they come anywhere near me, I'll go see Eminence. All right, we got two more. I'll go. Uh, our sweet boys in Until I Wake. Speaking of they're imminence, great. they're going on tour with them next. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they they're, dro- they're dropping their deluxe. Yep. Yep. Absolutely love them. Absolutely love their music. Just all around. Sweetest boys. Sweetest oh, boys. The sweetest boys. All right, we got one more to go. Teddy, what you got for me? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this the entire time everyone was going. Um, probably yeah, we still got the boys in our. And uh, archers. Um, you know, while we're at it, while we're at it, shout out Nerve. Nerve too. Nerve. I was gonna say the new Attila man. Oh, new Attila. oh that's pretty slapping. So good. Like oh, him, man, him, they... him, 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 singing now. I mean, he should keep doing it. 
I yeah, love Franz his is a great, Franz is a great clean singer. Who knew? Who knew that that Who was knew? possible? And we went from four <laughs> suggestions literally to six just in an instant. <laughs> All right, we always do this. We always do this. Okay. No, but but I love I love this stuff because now we get to know more about other music that we can go check out, what you guys are enjoying, and even connect more with Catch Your Breath and all the other great music that's going to be out there. Because heck, you guys played with Another Day Dawns. You guys played with Until I Wake. Imminence is coming here at the end of the month. Uh, yeah, there's there's just so much more to go into. It's just it's fantastic. So I want to thank you guys for that because these are some great suggestions. You're welcome. Thanks, man. And as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which is you guys right now, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug your own a plug, promote your promote at the end of the episode. So guys, floor is yours. Hey guys, uh, make sure if you haven't yet, if you love Catch Your Breath, go out and pre-order the album. It's available for pre-order right now. It is dropping, I believe, this week on the 20th. Mm-hmm. So now's your chance to go out and get some awesome vinyls, shirts, the album, all on pre-order right now. You can get a digital release. Uh, uh, make sure to go to our Instagram, our Facebook, our TikTok. Give us a like, guys. Follow us. We appreciate it very much. And uh, we'll see you guys out on the Blackout Tour. Part one. November. That's well said. Yeah. Now it's time for me to this podcast with three sort of things. First things first, when it comes to Catch Your Breath, yes, the brand new album called Shame On Me is coming out on the 20th. And... Best way to keep in contact with Catch Your Breath, knowing the album's coming out, you know, pre-order, pre-save it, get some merch, and get tickets to the Blackout Tour with Ramashanu, The Word Alive, and Echo. Go script to the podcast where it says find Catch Your Breath online. Links and labels for everything there from social media, YouTube, where to stream this stuff, where to find them online, where to get tickets, and where to get some merch and make all those pre-orders is going to be down there for you guys. So go and do it. I'm doing all the hard work for you. So, yeah, go and do it. Now time for number two, guys. Your second time on the podcast. I did get a chance to you guys with that Until I Wake tour. And I do not remember if I was able to make good on my promise. Where I always promise that if I guess you guys, when I guess you guys perform live for the first time, I will look for you. I will find you. I'll say hi. And first round's on me. This time, I'm not sure if I remembered you guys last time or not. But now I'm up to two. So I owe you guys two rounds <laughs> this time. Yeah. All right, we'll hold Down you to that. it. Best part about oh, it is, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing you guys back-to-back shows on the Blackout Tour, so I can do one one day and one the next. Hey. Uh, sounds good. Which okay. dates are you coming out? Um, December 12th in Milwaukee and December 13th in Chicago. December 13th is my birthday. Oh, dear God. Oh, okay, no. yep. Uh, it's going to be wild, and I'm going to be the one that has to finance it now. Will the people in my life please stop being born in December? Christmas is in that month. For the love of God, you're killing me. I'm not buying you two gifts. <laughs> Bro, you're getting, you're getting one gift on the 20th. One big-ass gift. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I would I would have to disagree with you, gentlemen, because, like, you know, I'm also – my birthday's also in December. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Make it stop. Somebody Dude. help. Dude, no, it's crazy. My dad, two of my nieces, my fiancé – now you. <laughs> Is there anybody else? Um, my birthday's in December too. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. I forget. You're the twenty third. <laughs> yep. Dude, stop! Stop it! Stop it with December. Everyone, stop! I, Everyone, plan it out. Bro. Stop having babies in December. There's too many of you. Yeah, re-roll your birth certificate. Re-roll. Yeah. 
or we will take over or we will take over all the December birthdays. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, now it's for number three. As a race conclusion, I cannot say goodbye because I love talking with you guys in the podcast. It's always a great time. I can't wait to do it again. And I'll see you guys in the Blackout Tour again December 12th and 13th. We'll have a blast. We'll have a good time. And it's not goodbye, gentlemen. This is. I'll see you later. Later. Until next time. Well, folks, this is my interview with the guys from To Catch Your Breath. Remember, they're Josh, Teddy, Keenan, and O'Neill. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. I'm going to make this one really quick because watching this band grow over the past year has been fantastic. And recently I had a conversation with somebody, name is Wes, from the band Flat Black. That episode coming out next after this one. And we talk about how there's not that many like big new bands that are coming out of nowhere. They're like coming up really. It takes them so long to get going. You know, we've seen Bad Omens, we've seen Spirit Box, seen Sleep Token, kind of seen Flat Black as well. But Catch Your Breath is right in there as well. And the way they're doing it is just with that why not us mentality, forging their own path and continuing forward as best as possible. It's something that you really want to watch and get behind because it continues shows the growth of rock music, rock and metal music. And just what happens when you believe in yourself and you're able to go forward with it and you kind of have the mentality of, you know, why not us? You know, they're forging their own path with this stuff with dial tone, with how it blew up on TikTok, with what they're able to go forward with it by always focusing on what they're doing and building the best team around them. They're going to put themselves in the best position possible. So like O'Neill said, he wanted to be, you know, at the point where the band's getting a lot of notoriety. Not by the third album, but by the point where they're at now. They already do have a lot of notoriety. I mean, they played a t- like on a tour that had consistently 10,000 people a night. And now they're going out on tour again with From Ashes to New and the Word Alive. Like they're ending the year off in an incredible fashion with this brand new album. They could go on their own headline run by the end of the year. Or by the end of, all right, 2024, I should say. I'm expecting it and I hope it happens. So when it comes to Catch Your Breath, please, please, please follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the stuff in the description of the podcast. Go watch your videos on YouTube. Please pre-save the album Shame On Me and go stream it when it comes out on the 20th. Get some merch, get your tickets to the Blackout Tour from Ashes to New, all in the description of the podcast. Also make sure you follow us in the Corporate Crush Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, links in the description of the podcast below. Also, you know, you can hit subscribe right down here to watch every and subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified every time we have interviews every single Tuesday and Thursday and new reactions every single Friday. We're also audio versus Spotify podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Subscribe to those podcast episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Same one as these. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for checking that out. And on that note, that's for today, guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single way. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.